Our gospel today continues from last weekend. Let's set the stage once again and refresh our memories. Jesus is speaking to a crowd near the Sea of Galilee, and the crowd is so large that Matthew tells us, Jesus commandeered a boat and put out a short distance from shore and stood there in the boat speaking to all the people lining the beach. Last week, a disciple asked, why do you speak in parables? And Jesus responded in a somewhat confusing way. He said, I speak in parables because they look and they do not see and hear but do not listen or understand. So why does Jesus use these funny little stories of everyday life things like planting a, a crop. He does because they catch people's attention. They compel us to think about them. And they convey enormous spiritual truths that don't lend themselves well to detailed, simple explanations. Today's parable of the wheat and the weeds growing together is found only in Matthew's Gospel, and it helps us understand the mind of God in his relationship with us. But only if we have eyes to see and ears to hear, as Jesus says. That is, only if we do a bit of pondering and reflect on the teaching in the context of our own hearts and lives. Jesus gave an explanation today at the end of our reading. But let's take a few, just a few minutes and give his teaching some thought. The parable seems at first glance to just warn of future punishment, which may make us a little afraid. But there's more. The first thing we notice is Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven may be likened to. And then the Lord proceeds to include everything from the planting to the harvest and everything in between. Friends, the kingdom of heaven began with Jesus' appearance on earth. It's the last leg of the salvation journey that began with Adam and Eve's fall. And it's underway. And we are on the road. The kingdom of heaven won't come to full expression in this life, but Jesus is with us now and reigning as king of the universe now. Then we notice that God doesn't seem to be in any hurry to rectify the situation presented in our gospel. That's if to say, let the wheat and the weeds grow together, we'll all sort it out in the end. But that shouldn't surprise us because mercy is a distinguishing characteristic of God throughout all of sacred scripture. We heard in our reading, but though you are master of might, you judge with clemency and with much leniency you govern us. God gives you, God gives me, all 
all of us some time for us to stumble along the bumpy path to spiritual maturity, to give us a chance to gain solid footing. <clears throat> but we can understand that. Have any of you taught a kid, your own, or a niece, or a nephew, or a sibling, or whomever, how to walk? Or even more challenging, how to ride a bike? I know you have. And that's our own fleeting experience of something like God's patience. Our kids teetered and occasionally fell. And our emergency room may even have accomplished a bike or a stair climbing misadventure. I know one of our kids, um, he broke five, count them on the fingers of one hand, bones by age 13. And I'm thinking, good thing I work in that hospital, otherwise they'd be calling Child Protective Services. But it's all part of the process. And God's mercy in waiting for the harvest to do the sorting gives time for all the weeds to be transformed into wheat, making the harvest bountiful beyond all of our hopes. But let's pause here. Often we think of the wheat and the weeds as representing two groups of people, for that is what Jesus told us in the explanation today. And that is true. But I invite all of us, you and me, to consider the wheat and the weed moments in our own individual lives comparing the times when we felt close to God with our behavior and thought fully aligned to his, his mission for us and our faith. Yep, a true wheat moment. But have you ever felt distant from God and thought or acted as if you were listening to the whispers of the evil one? I know that I have. To return to our analogy, I do know how to walk, and I do know how to ride a bike, but I sometimes still teeter and fall, and occasionally even need to go to the field hospital, as Pope Francis calls our church, for emergency treatment. And I always visit several times a week for the wellness visits, I need to maintain my own spiritual health. Given all that, what are we to do beginning today? There are two more parables that show us the way. Jesus spoke of the mustard seed and the, the large bush it became. The small seeds of faith in our lives through the warmth of God's Son, S-O-N present in the world, most especially in the Eucharist that strengthens us and nourishes us and gives us shelter and shade in a sometimes hostile world. Jesus also compared the kingdom to yeast. And to my mind, there are few things more comforting 
as the smell of rising dough in the kitchen and a warm slice of bread fresh out of the oven. The yeast and the mustard seed images clearly remind us that the Christian life isn't just a solitary adventure, but rather we are called to help change and transform the people all around us so that we too help the weeds near us become wheat. In the final analysis, yes, God through his son establishes the kingdom of heaven, but we are called to help it grow. The sacraments, especially communion and confession, are God's gifts that empower us and give us the joy shared by all members of the kingdom. But there are two more tools we can use. First, our psalm today comes from Psalm 86, an ancient song composed by a person in trouble and who affirms that the Lord will carry him and us through whatever we encounter. Some of you may recognize that psalm if you pray the Liturgy of the Hours, for it is the night psalm in night prayer every Monday night that gives us the confidence that God will be with us the week to come. Secondly, we can pray. We can pray for our own needs. We can offer prayers of praise to God who is always with us. We can pray when we are frustrated, when we are scared. We can send up brief javelins or spear-like prayers as the ancient Eastern fathers of the church called them. Be with me. Thank you. Help me. Save me. Or any other thing that comes to mind. But even prayer sometimes doesn't always come easy for us. And that's when we recall what St. Paul told us this morning. He said, brothers and sisters, the Spirit comes to the aid of our weaknesses, and the Spirit intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings. When we are so assailed and assaulted by the evil one in the world that we can't even pray, the Holy Spirit prays for us, gives voice to our pain. Third, on this world, grandparents and elderly day, and I fall into that category, both of them. It's a reminder for us that our work in the world is not completed. We may be retired, but as far as our families go, we never quit doing what we can to support and strengthen the generations that follow us. The kingdom of heaven is with us now, and God welcome, opens his welcoming arms to all who choose to enter. He respects our free will, but offers us and all those we love every support we need to experience the joy of living in his kingdom now and for all of eternity. 
the Father and Jesus even send the Holy Spirit to us to pray in our place when we feel too overwhelmed. We just need eyes to see and ears to hear. And then we can confidently join the psalmist in shouting, Yes, O God, you are good and forgiving, abounding in kindness to all who call upon you. <laughs> 